So without further ado, Chaplain Gary Gaskin. Angel's my boy. He's living for the Lord, and the Lord's burdened him to be here at the jail, be a minister here at the jail. And, uh, you know, Sarah called me Wednesday about coming here preaching tonight. And I was excited. I was glad that she called. And I just, lately, I've just been feeling burdened. I, I want to preach. I seen Billy Graham on TV the other night, an old one. And after his message, all these people coming up, getting right with Jesus. And it just gave me the more desire to get out and preach the Word again. So it's a blessing she called, his answer to prayer. And, and I already had started a message on faith, trust. And I got my notes out that Wednesday, and I started studying, and I studied fairly late Wednesday night. And I went to bed, and four in the morning, I, all these things just started going through my mind. And, and I changed my whole message because of that. I believe the Lord wants me to talk about what's happened in my life just in the last year. There's a lot of things that's happened to me. I've worked like 44 years at this one company, building machinery, welding, fabricating stuff, toolmaker work. And I just retired in December from that. Praise the Lord, because I was sick of working. It was a long time and I was very tired all them years of working. So Lord blessed. And, and for the last four or five years, I've been looking for a camper to pull behind my, my truck. And the reason I've done that is because I truly believe with all my heart that the Lord wants my wife and I to travel the country and give out these preaching CDs. When I come here to the jail, a lot of times I copy my message, I tape it. And a lot of times if I preach at a church, I copy my messages, I put them on CDs. And wherever I go, I hand out messages. If I go to Walmart, I give them to the cashier. I said, here, here's a message, live from the Cass County Jail or whatever. And they smile and say, okay, I'll listen to it. Or I'll go to the doctor's office, go to the dentist's office, go to Martin's, go to Menard's, wherever I go, other towns I visit, I meet people, I give out CDs. And uh, I carry, I have this pouch. And I carry a bunch of CDs in it, all different topics. And you know, giving out over 21,000 CDs wherever I go. And I believe it's, it's what the Lord wants me to do. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He wants us to go and spread the good news, the Word. And I believe that's my calling. You ever hear of Johnny Appleseed? He used to, he, he's a true man, a real man. And he, years ago, he'd go through the Midwest and plant apples, apple seeds, and plant apple starts. Well, I want to be Johnny Apple CD. I want to plant CDs all over this country, wherever I go, whatever I do. I want to tell people about Jesus Christ. That's what I want to do. And so we started looking for this camper. And, and I got some good friends, Bob and Diane. And they're, they've traveled the whole United States. I think they've hit every state except 
Hawaii with a motorhome because you can't drive your motorhome to Hawaii. But they've been all over and they know a lot about the country. So we'd take them with us when we were looking for a camper because, you know, they've got a lot of wisdom what to look for. And we'd be looking at these campers and some places you'd see these, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter chassis. They're, they got a diesel engine and they're like 24 foot long. They're a smaller motorhome Mercedes, top of the line. Yeah, top of the line. And my buddy Bob, he'd see one of them and says, Gary, hey, that's what you need to buy. And I'd say, yeah, Bob, that's what I really need to buy. They're $100,000 for one of these brand new. And I said, yeah, Bob, that's what I need. So we joke about it and stuff, you know. And, and so one day the wife and I decided to go on a little vacation with our truck. And we moteled it. We went down to Kentucky and went to Mammoth Cave. We went to Noah's Ark. We went to the Corvette Museum, Dayton Air Force Museum, and come on home. It was about a five-day trip. And we decided we'll start looking for campers again. So the first place we went to, we're looking at campers, and they had one of them Mercedes-Benz motorhomes there, a 2013, a used one. And it's hard to believe, but it was in our price range. We couldn't believe it, and we bought it. And so I called my buddy Bob and Diane, and they come over check it out. And this thing had all the bells and whistles on it. And Bob sees this thing, he says, you don't even know what you bought. He says, look at this thing, it's decked out. And here's some of the stuff it had on it. It had a built-in generator, Owen Cummings generator, LP generator, had self-leveling hydraulic things. You push this button, had four big hydraulic jacks that would level it. Even, it'll pick the thing up off the ground if it's that far off being level. You just buy a button. It had a heater, it had an air conditioner, it had a heat pump system, which he says, that's top of the line. And it has a ceramic toilet instead of a plastic toilet. It had a big slide out. You just push a button, the whole side comes out. And it had this pantry where you just push a button and this whole pantry thing comes out on a slide. Then it had a thing I never heard of called the Arctic package. You push this button when it's real cold out and you're worried about the water freezing. You push this button and it has these blankets on the holding tanks that heat them up, keeps it from freezing. And it had two TVs, has a DVD player, a sound system in it. It has a backup camera. You push a button, the awning goes out. Tons of storage, has LED lights. It had wild cherry wood cabinets in it. Beautiful, fit and finish. A dinette that made into a bed. It had a bed over the cab. It has a bed in the back. And Bob told me, he says, you know, I have never seen one this nice go so cheap. And all I could tell him is, the Lord blessed. Amen. And the Lord wanted me to have the cream of the crop to go out and give His word through. That's what I felt. The best of the best to do His work. He blessed over and abundantly. So, you know, Satan, he doesn't like us doing the Lord's work. So the Bible says he's like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour. And mark my word. When you start doing the Lord's work, the devil wants to discourage you. He wants to take you out. He wants to take you down. He doesn't want anybody out there doing the Lord's work. So uh, we bought this motor home. And after we bought this thing, it was almost comical, all the things that happened after we bought it. I ended up starting writing all this stuff down because it was unbelievable. 
We bought this RV from a dealership of March 21st, 2017. And we couldn't pick it up right then. There was some problems with it. They put a new awning on it. There, there was a leak in the, in the thing and they had to do some minor repairs and they said they'd fill the gas tank when we'd come pick it up. Okay, so April 4th comes and we're picking up our motor home. Yes! And uh, the guy we at the dealership says, you know, you can avoid some traffic in town and stuff by taking this bypass. I said, hey, okay, I'll do that. And it was my first trip driving this thing home. Wife's following me in the car. So I get behind the wheel and I'm living the dream. I'm retired. I got a new motor home. I'm cruising down the road. It's a Mercedes Benz diesel. Just cruising along. I'm playing with the sound system. Pretty awesome. Just cruising along. And all of a sudden I have to look down and this light's flashing. It's about out of gas. It's about out of fuel. I said, oh no. And I'm driving down this bypass I'm not familiar with, and I don't even know where a gas station is. And this thing's flashing. I don't know how long I could drive. One mile, ten miles, I don't know. And with a diesel, it's different than a car. Because you run out of diesel fuel, you can have all sorts of problems getting it going again. So I'm, I'm starting to panic a little bit. So I'm buzzing around these dirt, these, not dirt roads, but side roads, and I finally get on a main road, found out where I'm at, I found a gas station, I pull in, and I start to, it's got a backup camera on, so I'm backing up, and the backup camera goes out right then at the gas station. I think, what in the world? So I finally fill the thing up, and I'm leaving down the road, and all of a sudden there's another light comes on says service immediately and I'm thinking what is this here and, and it had a code on it so I get it home and uh, I call the dealership and tell well you bring they said well bring it back in and we'll we'll try fixing it up for you and I noticed the shower door was sticking so they're gonna have to fix that too so I took it back on April 10th they had it two days I got it April 12th April 15th the wife and I is going on our very first trip we're gonna go along Lake Michigan so we get in the motor home we even took the dog with us we're going on a trip we get about four miles down the road I hit a metal chunk that was in the road that I couldn't avoid it blew one of the back tires out four miles from home and I just talked to my neighbor the night before about the tires on my vehicle he worked at tire rack he says yeah they sell them at tire rack so I remembered what he told me so since it's a dually I could still drive it. It was one of the back tires. So I limped along to tire rack. And I buy a new tire just like the one I got. Well, after I buy it, they said, well, we can't put it on for you because it's a dually. I said, you got to be kidding. This building's as big as Walmart and you can't put a tire on my little motor home? They said, no. So I call roadside assistance. We're sitting in tire rack parking lot. Finally, a guy comes up and he says, are you the ones with the flat tire? I said, yeah. He says, well, I can't change it. They told me it was a Mercedes car. I can't change it, a dually. So we call roadside assistance again. Well, we're there four hours. Finally, the guy comes, change, and puts the spare on. Okay, that's a, that's a Saturday. We, we go back home. Monday morning, I'm going to have that new tire I bought put on and put spare back underneath. So I go to this tire store Monday morning, and they put that new tire on and put my spare back up underneath. I'm good to go. I drive it all the way home, get home, Find out that tire's about flat. So I got to go back to the st tire store again. 
and they had to put a new valve stem or something in it, so they fixed it. And I'm on the way home the second time from the tire store, and I hit this bump in the road. And this, these RVs has a little ladder, metal ladder, so you can climb up to the bed over the cab. Well, this metal ladder came loose when I hit the bump, slammed into our nice countertop, put a gouge in the countertop, and I get home after that and I tell the wife, and she's real picky on stuff, you know, she liked that motorhome because everything looked brand new. I tell her, well, you got a big gouge on your countertop. Well, she wasn't too happy about that, a little discouraged. So... But at the roadside assistance, I got to remember, we passed out 12 CDs while we were waiting to get our tire change, okay? That's, that's a good thing. Praise the Lord for that. Now, after all this, it's April 18th. We're going on our second trip in this motorhome. We're not taking the dog. We plan on staying for about a week or so, and we started going along the lake. We went to Van Buren Park, ate lunch, had a good time, gave out a few CDs to people we met. We went to South Haven, walked around town, had a great time, gave out a few CDs. Went to Grand Haven, we went to Saugatuck, had a great time. And we're deciding to camp overnight at Muskegon State Park. So we get in there and it's early in the spring. Like I say, it's April 18th. It's kind of cold and hardly anybody's in a whole campground. We pretty well have it to ourselves. We set up tent camp. That slide goes out nice. Levelers work. I'm like, yes, finally. We get to bed. We never laid in this bed. We get in this bed, and it's a foam-type bed. And whoever had it for us must have been a great big guy and slept right in the middle because <laughs> the sponge was completely flat in the middle. And it's not a very wide bed, so we're each kind of hanging on the opposite side so we don't fall in the middle. And it, we couldn't sleep. It was horrible. Middle of the night, I get up, and I step on the floor, and my foot's all wet. We got a leak in the motorhome, the floor. There's, there's plumbing underneath the bed, and it was leaking on the floor. So the next morning, we decided to go back home. We did give out 21 CDs, and we two out two and a half hour trip back home. Praise the Lord. So, in all things, give thanks. So, we took it back to the dealership again, April 20th. They had it for 16 days to fix the problems. I pick it up May 5th. I get home, get under the bed, check the water leak myself, turn the pump on, it's still leaking. I said, oh no. So I call them. They said, bring it back in. Took it back May 8th. And they said, we'll fix it right on the spot. I said, okay. Take it in May 8th and dropped it off and we ate at McDonald's and we came back for it. They said, we got it all fixed. I said, did you check it? He says, yeah. I get home, I check it myself. It still leaks. May 9th, I fixed it myself. <laughs> we owned that thing at this time for 50 days, and we only had it really for 13 days out of that that we were able to use it. Okay, May 12th comes along. We go for a five-day trip with Bob and Diane, the people that know all about RVing all over the country. We had a good day, a good five-day trip with them. It was a good time. Came home, and June rolls around, and my wife's kind of saying, you know, maybe it'd be better if we just motelled it instead of having this motor home. And she's pretty discouraged about it, and I'm still, you know, I, st I still believe the Lord wants us to use that thing. But I told you, you know, what we'll do, 
We'll put the fleece out. We'll give it the test. I'll put it on Craigslist. If it sells, it sells. If we can't sell it, we're going to go. We're going to use it. Head on Craigslist for like five days. Nobody calls. And Angelo says, you know what you need to do with that thing? I said, what? Just get out and use it. Go. He says, go. So we, were, we decided we're going to go out west. And we were gone for a whole month. And you know, when before we left, I had sprained my ankle real bad, and we're driving through Chicago. We're heading west. We don't even know from one day to the next where we're going to stay. But my, by the time we got through Chicago, heading west, my ankle hurt so bad from pushing on the gas and the brake, I couldn't. I had had a cortisone shot in my ankle just before we left, hoping that'd take care of it. Well, it was hurting. And my wife says. Uh, I'll try driving. I said, okay, you try driving. And I'll tell you, she loved driving that thing. She drove the whole trip. We were gone a whole month. And it was such a blessing. That trip was priceless. It was once-in-a-lifetime trip that I would have never thought we would have ever in imagine in my whole life and I'm going to tell you where we went I wrote a list of places we stopped this is just key places we went a lot of other places but in one month we went to Custard State Park Mount Rushmore, Devil's Tower Bighorn National Forest Cody, Wyoming the Grand Tetons Yellowstone Park we went to I don't know why I'm emotional, but I am. But the Lord bless. And we went to Crater of the Moon State Park. We went to Crater Lake National Park. We went to the California Redwoods, slept right in amongst the Redwoods. We went along the Oregon coast, walked out on the beach. We went to campgrounds by Mount St. Helens. We went to Glacier Park. From the west side into such big park, we went around to the east side. Then coming back home, we went up through the upper peninsula of Michigan, went to Copper Harbor, we went to Pictured Rocks, we went to Oswald's Bear Ranch, we went to Sault Ste. Marie and the Locks, we went to Ludington State Park. We put on 7,200 miles and we gave out... 506 CDs. The Lord blessed. He blessed. We talked to a lot of people. If you're giving out 506 CDs, you know we talked to a lot of people. Met a lot of people. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. The devil wanted to beat us up. He wanted to stop us. But you know, the Lord, the Lord, it says the Lord won't give you any more than you can take either. We almost pushed the limit with that motorhome before I went on the trip. But the Lord seen us through. And like I say, we never knew from one night to the next where we were staying. We never made a reservation for any place we went to. We went by faith and let the Lord lead. And uh, in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11, it says, Where God guides, He also provides. Amen. And He did. Every day He provided for us. And here's a saying that I think has a lot of wisdom in it. Those who leave everything in God's hand we'll eventually see God's hand in everything. And we did. We've seen God's hand in everything on this trip. And I want to share some of the highlights of this trip with you guys. 
I wrote some of these things down too because I thought they were very important. I didn't know I'd make a message on this, but it, this is part of the message of things, the highlights of this trip. We were in Deadwood, South Dakota. That's where Wild Bill Hickok was shot in a tavern. And we went and we met a family. They had an accent. I asked them, where are you from? And he said, we're from Denmark. We rented this motorhome. We're traveling the country. So I witnessed to them. And they were very intrigued by the Word of God and what I did. I gave them six different CDs, different topics, like 12 different messages on these things. So some of these messages went to Denmark. Then another thing, we're driving through the Bighorn National Forest. This national forest is huge. It's 189,000 acres. And we're driving through it. It's a big highway going through there. And it was getting towards evening, and we wondering where we're going to stay tonight. And I happened to see this river rushing through long way down this hill, and there's some cars parked down there. And I thought that might be a place to camp. So I drove this motorhome down this steep dirt road. I was debating whether to even do it, but I did it and got down there where these people are fishing. I'm talking to this husband and wife. They're down there fishing, and I'm witnessing to them for a while, giving them a CD, and I tell them, you know, we're hunting for a place to camp tonight. Can, can we camp right here where you guys are fishing? They said, no, it's against the law. You can't camp here. I said, well, we're, we're hunting for a place to stay. They said, there's a campgrounds five miles down the road. And he said, it just so happens we've made reservations for this campground. We already paid for them, but we're not going to use it tonight. Would you want it? I said, sure. They said, follow us. We'll take you right to it. So we followed them to this campgrounds, and they said, here it is. It's yours tonight. It's free. What's the odds of that? Middle of uh, 189,000 acre place, and we stop at a place where the people had a campsite they weren't going to use. The Lord blessed over and abundantly. That's not just coincidence. Next morning we wake up, beautiful out, even some mule deer by the campsite. It was awesome. And we witnessed to an old lady that had a, a trailer down a few uh, sites down from us, and we had a good time with her, gave her some messages and some daily breads. And an awesome time right there. And then, now we're in the Grand Tetons. Beautiful place. My wife says it's one of the most beautiful places on the, in the whole country, the Grand Tetons. I'm filling up these water jugs at the campgrounds, and this lady walks up, and she's filling water jugs too, and I start talking to her, and she has an accent. I said, where are you from? She says, I'm from Germany. I'm here with a, we're bringing a whole group of Boy Scouts here, and I'm one of the chaperones. And I said, really? And I got talking to her, I told her, I go to jail and preach and stuff and preach in churches and she's real intrigued and I gave her like six different CD messages and she says, you know, I'm going to play these to these Boy Scouts. So here's these Boy Scouts from Germany going to hear the Word of God from an old country hick here from Michigan. And so the Lord bless. What's the odds of that? And uh, then we're, we're in the Tetons, like I say, and people are telling us in the campgrounds, you need to buy bear spray. And bear spray is like a big mace can. So if the bear, if you're walking on trails and a bear comes at you, you spray this mace in their face, supposed to get them out of, you know, deter. So we don't even know where to buy this stuff. And we happen to be visiting, it's called the Jackson Lake Lodge. 
It's a national park lodge. Anybody can go there, but if you're going to uh, stay there at the motel overnight, when we were there in July, it was $350 a night to stay there. It was out of my price range. But we're walking around that lodge, and my wife just happens to be standing in the foyer, and a guy comes up to her and says, do you need bear spray? And my wife says, yeah, how much you want for it? He says, I'm leaving today. Here, I'll just give it to you. Now, if that's not a God thing, I don't know what is. How many times in your life has somebody come up to you and asked you if you needed bear spray? You tell me that. What's the odds of that? The Lord bless. And we found out later this can of bear spray was like $52. This guy just gave it to us out of the blue. So the Lord blessed. Now we're, we're it's July 1st. It's the busiest week of the whole year for people that travel and go camping. And we, we're going to Yellowstone. We pull into Yellowstone National Park. People everywhere. Every campground you go to has a big sign in front that says, Full! I told the wife, if the Lord wants us to stay here, we're staying here. So I go to the campgrounds that says, Full. It's one of the nicest ones in the park. I pull in there and have a big sign that says full. I drive right up to their office. I get out of the motor home, walk up. And I told the lady, I'm from Michigan and I need a place to camp. She says, okay, what's your, where's your reservations? I said, I don't have any. She started laughing at me. And the lady, the other lady in the office, she's laughing at me. No reservations. How are you going to stay here? And I said, well, if the Lord wants me to stay here, I'll stay here. And they started laughing at me some more. Then they started looking in their books. And they're looking, they're looking. They said, well, how long's your motor home? I says, 24 feet. She had a weird look on her face. She says, Quick. we got one. We got one. I said, yes, the Lord bless. And I gave them ladies CDs, passing them out like candy. So the Lord blessed. Next day, we're at Yellowstone there, checking all the sites and had an awesome day. We had two buffalo, these huge big buffalo coming right down the road, right at our RV. And I got my my camera out and I'm videotaping them as they go right by our RV. It was just pretty awesome. We, we seen elk, we seen, we seen bear, we seen a little bit of everything that day. And we went to Old Faithful. You gotta, if you're at Yellowstone, everybody's gotta see Old Faithful, okay? So we're waiting for it to go off. They have, they can tell within 10 minutes when it's gonna go off. So we walk up and there's people all over the place. And I just happen to walk behind this guy and he's wearing a shirt that says, Whosoever in big bold print. And it says, For whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Romans uh, 10, 13. And I tap him on the shoulder and I pull out this CD. It's a message I preached here just a month before that. It says the title of it's Whosoever. And I start talking to him. He's a Christian fella. And we got to um, exchange our telephone numbers and all that stuff. And I gave him some CDs. And when I got back from my trip, he sends me this this little book. It says, Why Jesus Died. I open this book. You see it? It's a mirror. So whoever opens that book, that's why Jesus died. Isn't that awesome? That's why Jesus died.
makes the Lord blessed. Now we're going on to Crater Lake National Park. It's awesome. It's a dead volcano. It erupted, I don't know how long ago, and it filled with water. That lake is about 2,000 feet deep. 2,000 feet. How would you like to go out fishing and put your anchor down? You have to have 2,000 foot of anchor rope. So, And it's the deepest blue I've ever seen in a lake. Gorgeous. And there are spots... There was eight foot of snow there yet in July. It was just an awesome place, and we camped there a few nights. And there's different spots along the rim of that volcano you can pull off the road and see the sights. So we'd pull off, we went around about the whole thing, checking spots, taking pictures, and we stopped at this one spot, Gorgeous, and we've seen this guy. He's about 20 yards down the, the, this mountain from us, and he looks depressed. He's got his head between his legs, he's got his hands over his head, and he just looks down and out. And we tried to make small talk with him, he acted like he didn't hear us. Then we walk away going back to our RV. And my wife says, I'm worried about that guy. That guy's depressed. We wondered if he was going to jump off the mountain even. So I told her, you know, I need to go back and see if I can talk to that guy. So I go back and stand on the sidewalk there, and he's down below. I didn't even want to walk down there because it was steep. And I tried making some small talk to him. And he wouldn't answer me, even acknowledge I was there. Finally, I said, you know, I'm a chaplain at the jail. And I believe I have a message that I preached on this CD that you need to hear. And it's just like, a, like a, something hitting. He jumped up climbed up that that hill, that mountain, came right up to me, took the CD out of my hand, he says, thanks, and he left. It was, it was like a God thing. I mean, it, 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 I'd never seen anything in it like my whole life. It's just instant. He'd come right up. And then, then while we were there, we also met a couple from the Netherlands, talked to them for quite a while, gave them some CDs. So I had some CDs go to the Netherlands. Then we went to this campground not too far from Mount St. Helens on a Saturday night. We're going to camp at the campgrounds. And I'm talking to a guy who runs the campgrounds, and I told him that I'm retired, and I, I preach at the jails, and I wanted to give him some of my messages, so I gave him some CDs, and he told me, you know, that's great. He says, tomorrow's Sunday, and I needed something to play to the campers. So... That guy was going to play my message to the campers the next day for their service. What's the odds of that? That was just, that's just crazy. It's of the Lord. That's what it is. So, now we're heading back east. And we come to Glacier Park. Glacier Park is a huge park. It's over one million acres, Glacier Park, and it has 762 lakes in Glacier Park. It's huge. And we came in from the west side, and it was packed. People everywhere. The campground's packed. So that afternoon, we just went to see all the sites we could see at the west side of Glacier, took pictures. And you can't drive through Glacier Park from the west side to the east side unless your vehicle's shorter than 21 feet because the roads are so bad going through Glacier, hairpin turns and all this, you'll never make it through with something bigger than that. 
So we decided we're going to leave the west side and head south and go clear around and then go to the east side. And we figured we'd find us a campgrounds once we got away from the main, you know, tourist trap right there at the west side of Glacier. So we got out of Glacier and we're heading south. And there's different private campgrounds along there. And every campground we went by, there's people waiting in line to get in. Like I say, this is, this is July, the busiest time of the season. So we just kept driving and driving. We got about, down to about the southernmost part of Glacier, and we were going to start going back up north to the east side. And I say, I told the wife, there's a little rest stop. Let's pull off and see what's there. So we pull off and we're looking around. Beautiful river right there. And woods right there. And there's a sign that says, you can camp up to three days free. And nobody's there but us. The Lord bless. What's the odds of that one? So we're, we're setting up our camp and enjoying the. We walk down to the river and just sit in chairs watching a, a, a Russian river. It just The water's just flowing through there. Came back to the camper and we're settling in for the night. And about that time, this guy pulls in with a pickup truck with a cap on it. And he pulls in down from us, kind of on the river even. And uh, he starts a little fire. And I'm all ready for bed. And the Lord just kind of tugs at me. You need to go visit that guy. And I put my clothes back on. And I go out there. I've had some people say, you know, when you're in the middle of nowhere, you don't know who the person is. You shouldn't even go over there because you don't know what kind of person he is especially this day and age but the Lord told me I need to go see that guy so I go over there and he's cooking some fish on this little fire he made start talking to him and uh, his name's Justin he's probably about 27 years old He's a surfer from California. And what he does for a living besides the surfing is he's a carpenter. And he, he told me he had quit his job. He's been miserable. He's been seeking what life's all about. He doesn't know what to do. He's searching. And I start witnessing to him and I pull out this CD that says, the title is called Seek. What are you seeking? Start witnessing to him a little bit about the Lord, but I, I didn't feel led to, to you know, nailing with the Word. I just planting seeds. And I told him, you want a ice cream sandwich? And he says, ice cream sandwich out here? I said, yeah, I got some in the motorhome. So I, that motorhome has a freezer. have ice cream in it. So I went back, got some ice cream sandwich sandwiches, gave them to him. He thought that was pretty neat. I did too. And uh, we talked for a while. I gave him like six CDs and I uh, said goodnight to him. Went back to camp. Next morning I get up fairly early before he did and, and he was still sleeping inside that truck. So I, I left some coffee cake on a cherry head setting out and some more preaching messages and a daily bread and we left. So I don't know what happened from there, but you know, the Lord sends people to you to witness to. And that was just a blessing. You know, I could go on and on and on about how the Lord blessed, but I got to stop because uh, I could spend all night praising the Lord for the, what that trip was. Amen. And like I say, the Lord said go, and we went. And the Lord blessed. And like I say, we gave out 506 CDs and a bunch of daily breads. And when we got home, it was, it was unbelievable. 
I didn't know how many CDs I took, but by the time I got home, well, I kept track as we gave them out. But by the time we got home, they were all gone. 506. Had the perfect amount. And uh, then we, we've been on a few other trips. I want to just share real quick about that. We went to a trip in uh, September for six days. We went to Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland. We went to Gettysburg. We have a lot of stories of people we met and how the Lord blessed there. And we never planned one day there. And it was just the same thing. We had a place to stay every night. And we gave out 161 CDs in six days. Then we went on another trip, October 14th. We were going to go all the way to Maryland because we already went all the way to the west coast of the Pacific Ocean. We were going to go drive all the way to the east to the, the Atlantic Ocean. And our first stop was Niagara Falls, and we met people there from all over the world while we were at Niagara Falls giving out CDs. It was awesome talking to a lot of people, enjoyed the time, all the scenery. It's an awesome place to go to. Then we ended up going to uh, around Ithaca, New York, and there's a whole bunch of neat waterfalls and, and state parks around there. We were there for like three days, enjoying it, met a lot of people, uh, met a guy from Israel even, was able to witness to him on this hike. It's about a half hour to the waterfall and back and, and told him about the Lord and all this stuff, gave him some CDs and and uh, from there we were heading to Maine and we were on a road, the road was called State Road 8 or something like that. We were near Lake Pleasant, New York. We were going down the road, it's in the evening, around 5 o'clock in the evening, just cruising along, the wife's driving. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a guy from the other way coming straight at us in our lane. He's coming straight at us. He's not veering. He's not moving. And we don't know what to do. I told her, wife, veer off the road. And she can only veer off the road just a slight ways because it's the steep embankment. We were rolled the motor home. She pulled off as far as she could jerk the thing. The guy side-swiped us, took out the whole side of our motor home. We stopped because we were all tore up, and the other guy had to stop, I guess, about a quarter mile down the road because his, his vehicle was all totaled out. And uh, this guy that was a witness to everything, he stopped and he asked us if we were all right. And he told me, You know, I've been following this guy for miles, talking, I've been calling the cops on my phone, trying to get him to stop this guy. He's been going 90 mile an hour, passing people in and out of traffic. And he said, I seen him coming right at you, head on. And he said, I was sure it was going to be a head-on collision, he said. I had no doubt it was going to be a head-on collision. And the last second, he veered to the side. And I'm telling you, the Lord bless, because I might not have been speaking here tonight. I might have been dead. But the devil didn't win. And the wife and I, neither one got a scratch on us at all. And at the accident scene, the Lord blessed. People stopped and asking how we were. I was giving out CDs. We gave out 24 CDs. The devil thought he won, but he didn't win. We're on a winning side when we have Jesus Christ. And out of that trip, we had to go home. After that, things all sideswiped. 
we couldn't use the slide out or anything, and and that some of the drawers blew open inside the vehicle, and we decided to come straight home. It was a 700 mile trip. Wife drove till midnight, and then I drove till 7:30 next morning when we got home. 700 miles, and we made a couple stops for fuel, and we stopped at McDonald's on the way home. And I was telling one of the young men at McDonald's how the Lord spared our lives. And the other kids are coming. They're working there. They're all hearing this story. And the one kid, he says, you know, he uh, said, I get a discount tonight, don't I? He asked the, the manager of the store. He said, yeah, you get a discount. He said, I want those people to have my discount. So... We got his discount, doesn't mean a whole lot, you know, but he, his heart was there. And we ended up giving 12 CDs to those young people at McDonald's that night. The Lord blessed. Satan thought he was going to win, but he didn't win. The battle was already won on the cross. Jesus Christ died for every each and every one of us. And he gives us each a choice to accept him or reject him. And he gives us a choice to go in out in all the world and preach the gospel or sit on the chair. It's our choices. November 27th, the motorhome's going in and getting fixed. And by Christmas, it's supposed to be done and we'll be back on the road again wherever the Lord leads us. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. We need to trust in Christ no matter what. Ephesians or 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In all things give thanks. Praise the Lord, I got in a car accident. I can say that because I didn't even get a scratch on me. Praise the Lord for that. We didn't get hurt. And we still gave out CDs at the accident scene of people that needed to hear the Word. If it wasn't for that accident, there's people I would have never met that day. The police officer. The people that stopped. The witness that stopped. Reach people's lives we would have never met without the car accident. And tonight, you wouldn't have heard this story without the car accident. And if the devil would have won, I wouldn't have been here tonight at all. But the, level, de, uh, the Lord spared my life, and that's why I'm here tonight, and that's why I'm preaching. Preaching Jesus Christ. You can say here... Praise the Lord, I'm in the Cass County Jail. You know why? Because I've been coming here about 27 years and I've talked to many of people that said, you know, if it wasn't for me coming to the Cass County Jail, I would have never got right with Jesus. If it wasn't for me coming to the Cass County Jail, I'd probably still be on drugs. If it wasn't for coming here to Cass County Jail, I'd probably be dead. So in all things, give thanks. And I'm telling you here tonight, you've got a lot of free time on your hands. Get in this Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. Jesus says, go. And you may say, how can I go? I'm here. There's a person right next to you that might need Jesus. Go. That's what it's all about. Wherever you're at, that's where He wants you to go. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, Jesus says, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We need to be fishers of men, telling people about Jesus Christ. Mark 16, verse 15, I said it earlier. Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every soul. Matthew, 
chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. This is what Jesus says. You are the light of the world. He's talking to Christians. You are the light of the world. A city that sits on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it underneath a bucket, but on a candlestick to let it give light to the whole household. Let your light so shine before men so they'll see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light shine for Jesus. And here's what Jesus said also. It isn't always easy to be a Christian. Like I said earlier, when you stand for Jesus, watch out. Satan wants to trip you up. He was trying to trip us up just before we had the best blessing we ever had in our whole life. That trip was awesome. And you heard all the little things the devil kept trying to get us at. But we held fast and the Lord blessed. But here's what Jesus said. Jesus said unto his disciples, this is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. He's coming someday. Are you ready? Are you for him or are you against him? Stand for Jesus Christ, and he says, go. You want purpose in life? You want peace in life? You want fulfillment in life? You want true joy in life? You want true happiness in life? Come to Jesus Christ. Let him be the Lord and Savior of your life. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. John three sixteen through 18, Jesus says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but through Him the world may be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Condemned already. Condemned already. Powerful words from Jesus Christ. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And in verse 13 it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Revelations 3.20, Jesus says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open that door, I will come into him. Is he knocking on the door of your heart tonight? Is he tugging? You know, we pray to God to change our circumstances. Lord, get me out of this circumstance. Get me out of the Cass County Jail. 
But have you ever thought, maybe the circumstances you're going through is to change you. Is to change you. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. God's will and goal in our lives is not always to make us happy, healthy, or wealthy. God's will and goal in our lives is to make us more like Him. That's what He wants. He wants us to be more like Him. Joshua says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. And he says, For me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And the Bible also says, For today is the day of salvation. You know, I realized how precious, how fragile, how priceless, and how short life can be after being in that accident. If it would have been a head-on collision, I could have been gone in an instant or paralyzed for life, but I got not even a scratch. And I'm urging you tonight, we're going to play a song. And as the song plays, if the Lord's tugging on your heart and you need to get right with Jesus, come forward. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. So, as this song plays, if you want to get right with Jesus tonight, come forward and I'll give you one of these little booklets called Knowing God Personally.